What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of WiffCast. In today's episode of WiffCast, we are previewing the Cowboys versus Washington game that is going to play tonight on Sunday Night Football. Today, joining me is my first ever guest, and it is my dad. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello! Woohoo! Go Cowboys! So, I just want to talk about the Cowboys for a little bit. Um, As you should. As you should. Let's talk about the Cowboys. (laughs) All right, so Prescott, is he in a slump right now? I don't think so. I mean, come on. He's not having his best games and stuff like that, but let's be realistic. Most of the teams in the NFL would sit there and want a Dak Prescott as their quarterback, even if he's in a little bit of a slump. But you know what the best you know way to get out of a slump is? Play whiffed. Woohoo! Yeah, that, that's not good. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd rather have Dak Prescott over Taylor Heineke. So What? <sighs> More than, and I thought that you know, like Heineke was the savior of the Washington team. What happened? Yeah, and then that. I thought maybe you you guys were going to start the Garrett Gilbert era of Washington. You know, Cowboys great sensation Garrett Gilbert, but it looks like Heineke's going to start again. Yeah, Heineke, Kyle Allen, both off the COVID list. Also, um, some other notables, Cam Curl. I talked about in my last episode how. Uh, we really missed like the coverage on the tight ends because we did not have him. He's also off the COVID list. And we also get Kendall Fuller back as well after missing last week. So those are two very big secondary pickups. Plus, of course, their backup quarterback is also back. Um, now here, this is a question. Personally, I think Tony Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott. What are your opinions on this? You know, I got to sit there and say, like, I love Zeke and everything, but I've always been a huge Tony Pollard fan since his rookie year. He's always been amazing for us. He's got this sneaky ability to always gain yards and to squeeze into spaces that, you know, Zeke's a big guy. He can't really kind of like squirm in between the line and everything. But Pollard just has this way of, you know, taking a four yard loss and making it a two yard gain and everything. So I don't know. Is he better right now? He's definitely playing better. But, you know, is he better overall? I don't know. You know, it depends. But um, I love the fact that we have both and they complement each other really well. Yeah, I agree on that. And also, you got to remember here, Zeke, he's been dealing with this knee injury the entire season. So not playing at his best. But also in the past few seasons, he's kind of really not played at his best anyways, injury or no injury. Yeah, you got to remember with Zeke, like, you know, it's always, you always want to root for the underdog. So you're always rooting for the backup and stuff like that. You know, you got to remember game plans are built around stopping Zeke. Game plans aren't really built around stopping Tony. And so Pollard has the ability to kind of come in and just do his thing, you know, in short bursts or even in more extended bursts. Um, And he's great for the team and everything. But, you know, I do question how well he would do if he was the number one back and people were actually game planning against him. That's true. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. And here are some stats. Zeke so far this season, 862 yards to Tony Pollard, 676. But Pollard almost has 100 less attempts than Zeke so far this season at 119 to Zeke's 201. Also, Tony Pollard averaging more than a yard more than Zeke here on uh, plays that he runs. He's right now third best in the league with uh, run with yards per rush average with a 5.7 right now. So that is like really good. His explosiveness in the last few weeks have really gone up with Dak's slump. So the running game for the Dallas Cowboys right now have definitely been, I would say probably the best in the NFL right now. 
So do you think that the WIF team is going to be able to stop the Dallas run game, like whether it be I Zeke mean, or Pollard? It's definitely going to be tough. Um, we do – we well, we supposedly had one of the best defensive lines in the league before the beginning of the season, but it's been kind of struggling recently and also COVID. Montez Sweat did come back last week and he got the forced fumble, and I believe he got a sack too in it, so – He's definitely back like he never left. I would say he's probably better than when he left with the broken jaw. Uh, last game he played, by the way, of course, Tuesday, but then before that was Halloween night. So it's definitely, it was a big gap and wondering if Sweat would come back into like good conditioning and stuff. And Ron Rivera's really liked him. And I think the defensive line here, again, we're without Chase Young. That's the right end there. And then Montez Sweat with the left end. But uh, it's... I, I don't think we'll be able to stop them, to be honest. It's going to really come down to the linebackers because once they get past the defensive line, the linebackers, we don't really have that great linebackers. And we have a rookie who's been who's missed a lot of ch- tackles so far this season in Jamin Davis. And also his play recognition has really, I would say it's probably like a 60 and not in 22. Um, it's not that good at all if it makes you feel any better, you know, the Cowboys offensive line has really been struggling too. So I think it'll be interesting to see which of the two lines that are both struggling are going to be able to pull it out. You know, we have all these Connors. They're not very good. McGovern, Williams, whatever Connor you want. Like, I feel like they're always kind of allowing sacks and allowing plays to bust up. And then that makes Dak have to run around and improvise. And usually he does good improvising, but like you said, lately he hasn't been able to hit his throws as well. Yeah, I agree with that. It's been kind of a struggle. And with Dak here, CeeDee Lamb, one of his favorite targets uh, right now, I would say probably his favorite target, but last week here against the Giants, you guys won that game. But I watched a part of it, and CeeDee Lamb, he was dropping a lot of wide-open passes. I feel like one week he catches, what, eight, nine catches all all of his targets. The next week he drops a bunch of them. Is CeeDee Lamb, you know, wearing the 88, is he the future of the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver group? Absolutely he is. You know, he got to remember, like, as amazing as he's been, it's only, what, his second year or something like that. And so, you know, he's still going through those growing pains. You know, when you look at the catches that he's missing right now, the drops, a lot of times he's already, you know, he's too worried about what's going to happen next. He's looking downfield. He's looking to see what move he's going to make after the catch. And he's losing focus on the catch, right? That's a very you know, common problem with young wide receivers. He's going to learn from it. You know, he's going to get better. He's not going to make those mistakes anymore. You know, is he, is he the future this year? Yeah, he's really good. Right. Like, and I think he's really helpful for the team, but, you know, I still think he's got a really promising future um, and he is, you know, he's really earned that 88 so far. Yeah. And uh, you also have to take into account Michael Gallup unrestricted free agent after this season. So that's probably going to be a big loss for the Cowboys. Uh, wide receiver group you still got Amari Cooper who I believe will be a free agent the following season or two, two years seasons. yeah two years yeah so it's definitely going to be uh, a little interesting there the Cowboys defense uh, now I want to move to the defense here they have really improved over last season where they were historically the worst defense that ever really played the game and now they've really picked it up especially in the secondary this year yeah, I got to say, last year watching the team, I don't know if you were, if you consciously tried to make the defense the worst possible in the league, I still think they'd do better than what we had last year, right? Like yeah. they were just horrible last year. I got to say, I really don't recognize our defense anymore because, you know, not just last year, but really for the last five, 10 years, 
we're not really known for getting takeaways. We're not really known for being aggressive. It's usually a bend, don't break type defense, but we usually break at the end. Um, you know, for this year has been amazing in the sense that we've got takeaways, we've got aggressive players chasing after things, you know, it, you know, even when you take Diggs's interceptions away, the rest of the defense has actually done pretty decent with interceptions, right? Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Brown and, and uh, Jordan Lewis and others have been doing really great. So, you know, I'm really hopeful for this defense. I still think it probably needs another year or two to become great. Like, I think it's still missing some players, but I definitely think it's overachieving right now. Um, so I do worry that it's going to come back down to earth a little bit, um, but they definitely are heading in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with that. And two things here. First, I believe Trevon Diggs has more interceptions than the entire Dallas defense did last season. Right now, Trevon Diggs. It's not hard. Yeah, he's sitting at 10 right now. And also the defensive line, Demarcus Lawrence coming back from his injury and Randy Gregory, who's been played incredible football right now in the last few weeks, especially in that Washington game where he had, I believe, three sacks and a forced fumble. Oh, no, inter interception. It was um, very hard to watch if you were a Washington fan. But um, Randy Gregory, thoughts on him? Uh, you know, I just hope that he can keep things straight. You know, obviously his problem has never been talent. It's been whether he can keep his head on straight off the field and, you know, kind of just quite frankly, grow up and become an adult. Right. And so, you know, I think it's really trending well. I'm really hopeful for him. Um, you know, I know the Cowboys like to, we get a lot of, uh, we get made fun of a lot, you know, for taking chances on players and stuff like that. Some pay off, some don't, you know, I really hope Randall, Randy Gregory like does pay off just for him personally and everything. Um, but going back to the defense and everything else, um, you know, I think it's just, it's been great the way they've really started to come together. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, it was painful to have him out for so long, but I actually think it's pretty, uh, it might work out for us in the end because he's got fresh legs right now, you know? And so sure, yeah. it, it was, it was horrible when he wasn't there. We definitely struggled a lot now that he's back, you know, it, hopefully, you know, he's in midseason form by the time the playoffs come around. That's actually very true. I didn't really think about it that way. Now we go back to the secondary a little bit. Trevon Diggs right now sitting at 10 interceptions. He's four away from tying the record from Nitrine Lane, five away from breaking it. His three quarterbacks coming up, Taylor Heineke on Sunday. Then next week he got Kyler Murray, and the week after that's Jalen Hurts. Four away from tie, five away from breaking it. Does he break the interception record? You know, as much as I want him to, I'm going to say no. Um, you know, he might pick up an interception or two against Heineke. Um, Hertz doesn't throw the ball very much, you know, as, you, as we both know, watching uh, Philly and stuff like that. And so I think just the sheer number of passes, his odds of getting an interception, you know, aren't that great. Um, and so, uh, you know, will he come close? Yeah. But, you know, I don't necessarily think that he'll hit the number. Yeah, I believe that too. It's, uh, it's definitely been um... – the, I've definitely been on the Trevon Diggs watch the last few weeks because uh, earlier in the year when I um, I made a video about how he won't break the record and that was about week four and so every time he picks one up I have people in the comments saying oh he's getting closer so it's uh <laughs> hey I'd be super yeah. happy if he does break the record don't get me wrong <laughs> I want to be wrong here mm -hmm. um, but if you're asking me to you know pick one and put some money on it I I just can't do it yeah it's uh it's gonna definitely come down to the wire, maybe the final game or something. So definitely going to be close now here, going to the game on Sunday, Washington against Dallas, primetime Sunday night football. It's a big game for Washington. We need a win here to stay in the playoff race. And Heineke, 
But yeah, we get we get Heineke back from the COVID list. We get Montez Sweat back. We also get a boost in the secondary, like I said earlier, Cam Fuller, Cam Curl. Um, it's a big game for Washington and Dallas here with the Titans win on Thursday night. They have clinched a playoff spot. Do you think they take it easy? <laughs> Do you think they take it easy on Washington? No, because they're still going for seeding, right? So, you know, I know it's it's kind of a weird NFC this year. I think mathematically they still have a chance for the number one seed in the bye week, right? And I just don't yeah. think with three games left, it's a little early to take your foot off the pedal. Now, you need to get down to week 17, week 18, um, you know, maybe depending on where things are at. But um, right now, plus it's too big a rivalry, right? You can't take yeah. it. You, there's no such thing as a easy Washington-Dallas game, no matter what the team's records are. I'll tell you what I'm scared most about is the way this rivalry works is usually whoever's having the worst season tends to do well in this game. So I am really worried that Washington's going to pull it out somehow. I don't know how, but uh, just, you know, history, the way it goes, Cowboys are having a good season. It's usually Washington that beats them. Washington's having a good season. It's usually the Cowboys that beat them. So, you know, yeah. fingers crossed. It's, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. The, uh... So you, you guys play the Cardinals. Right now you're sitting at the two seed in the playoffs. You guys clinch the playoffs. A win on Sunday will clinch the division for you guys. The Packers right now in the number one spot. The Cardinals, I believe, in the number three spot. You guys play the Cardinals the week after the Washington game. The Packers, I believe you're still going to need a loss from them, plus a few wins if you guys want that one seed. It's going to be tough, I would say. The Packers right now are playing really great, but the thing that's killing them is the special teams. So it's going to really come down to who can make the least amount of mistakes. And, yeah, any bold predictions for this game? So far – Cowboys I, win! <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure if – I don't know if I want to say that's bold or not. I'm just going to have no comment on that. But my here, my bold prediction for this game, Montez Sweat's going to get three-plus sacks. I don't see that, that left side. Not that great. I mean, it's okay, but – especially on the edge. I believe that's one of the Connors sitting there. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, Washington's going to bring pressure. They're going to try and bring pressure with four. I believe it's going to work. Sweat's going to get three plus sacks, but hopefully we win. So my bold prediction, I think Michael Gallup has a big game. You know, like you said, CD Lamb's been struggling a little bit. You know, Cooper's always being double covered and such. You know, Michael Gallup's a free agent at the end of the year. He wants his big paycheck. You know, I doubt the Cowboys are going to be able to give it to him as much as we'd like to. You know, he needs some big games to break out here. So I think this is an opportunity for him to, you know, re- you know, increase his uh, salary demands with a big game against Washington. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on this episode of Withcast. That's our first guest. Thank you so much again. See you guys in the next one. Peace.